Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, trained for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We are here. Hello, welcome to it. Thursday night edition of Sports Day. I am absolutely pumped. It's my last day at work. Before. Officially, I won't be here after today. When, where are you going? I'm retiring. I'm going to win Powerball oh, tonight. Right. 200 million bucks. <laughs> Embarrassing if uh, I don't win. <laughs> Hopefully the boss isn't listening. Hello, welcome to Sports Day. Uh, yes, Sats and Jace here tonight. Big show coming up. Hello to all our listeners through the SEN network. Of course, SENQ. In Brizzy on 693am, 1170 in Sydney. Uh, SEN track stations in New South Wales and Queensland. Of course, uh, Fanatic, the SEN app listeners as well. And all of those through our great friends and partners at the Super Radio Network. And again, what's my favourite radio station, the Super Radio Network? 2SM. No, 2HD. 2HD, Newcastle. That's where Glenn listens. Oh, no, was it 2GF in Grafton? No. Okay. Yeah, I think so. No, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about your oh, favourite. Right. Yeah. 2DU Dubbo, <laughs> Lismore, those on the Gold Coast listening through 104.1, down, at, um, down on the Tweed. Great to have you on board tonight as we get into a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Matthew Denny, he's an Olympian. He's, whilst he's 118 to 120 kilos, he's fitter than us. <laughs> Put together. Actually, I'm, he's coming on the show mm-hmm. as we do our special segment for World Gym he is tonight. He a massive chance for a gold at Paris. Massive. Is it? It's not this. I mean, I want to know why he chose discus. Like, was there a family member or someone like that who was into it? Like, Was he just on the beach throwing a frisbee one day and everyone went, <laughs> This is too light. This is going too far. <laughs> Seriously. You're throwing it that far, I can't even see you. Mystery man, it was a joke. If I, if I look, I know I said I've just resigned. There's a lot of people that are hoping, mystery man. Power time, Woogie. There's a lot of people in the studio <laughs> that are hoping. I've got to win Powerball first. For, for, wouldn't it be great if I did? You guys win and I win. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> you don't have to listen and I don't have to be here. <laughs> Would you come back to work tomorrow? Oh, 100%. Well, we don't normally work Fridays, so you're a liar. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, you thanks. wrote me into something. 
that. What do you mean? You always rope me into something. Oh, can oh, you do a favour right. for me? Oh, I can't We've do it. We've got a show it. to do. Can you do it for me? Oh, oh I okay. can't do it. I'm doing something for charity. I can't do it. No, you're not. You're sitting at home doing nothing. Uh, for Kia, welcome to our partners, Kia, World Gym Australia, and also Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Love you to be involved tonight. 0457 736 736 is our text number. For those in New Zealand, 8833, love hearing from you. And you can call us anytime, 1300 01 1170. Uh, I tell you what, I talked about briefly last night. There's been some great chats over the last couple of weeks with you and Rat uh, back in action. You can check out all these on our socials TikTok, Sports Day SEN, Instagram SENQ, and on X, Sports Day NSW. Satsy, mm-hmm. three burning questions coming up tonight with Daddy Vass on the show. We've got a little bit of boxing. Um, what else have we got? We've got a little bit of bulldogs. Um, we've got a uh, That's Ridiculous, and I believe you've got a hook and tease in the biz. I have, have I? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the my Taylor Swift one? No, I'm talking okay. about Ange Postacoglu. Now, this is Daddy Vass put this in. This is oh. Ange Postacoglu, of course. Uh, they've moved back into the top four. And he sent a message to his players and Brentford striker because a little bit of a push and shove uh, after their game. Uh, this is his post-match conference um, for Tottenham when they beat Brentford 3-2 today. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like the whole, you know, bravado pushing people around, you know, you know, if they're that brave about things, my players and their players get into a UFC cage, and I'll see how brave they are. You know, so we're out there to we're out there to play football, and that's what I want our guys to do: focus on playing football. Now, would this happen if you put soccer players mm-hmm. or football players in a in a cage? Would they all be taking dives? You've then all of a sudden got wrestling. They'd break into hives <laughs> when they start walking towards the the octagon. I think. Oh, my leg, my leg! I haven't even touched yet. Yeah. Hey, I've got another one. Uh, that's ridiculous. Just a bit oh, of a hang teaser. On, that, that, hang, okay. on, hang on, hang on. Come on, that's ridiculous. Have you heard about the Taylor Swift Super Bowl omens? Now, those guys, uh, the listeners that have been listening to uh, the run home earlier on, you would have heard these, but do you believe in omens? Like, Oh, yeah, sometimes. So Taylor Swift's favourite number is 13. Okay. So they're playing the 49ers, 4 plus 9, 13. Oh, wow. It's Super Bowl 58. Which has got nothing to do with... 5 plus 8, 13. Yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. She's watched 12 games of Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Well, they're tough up. 13 will be the Super Bowl. Oh, for God's sake. Come on, that's ridiculous. Kansas City Chiefs are winning based on that omen alone. Average age of the front row at a Taylor Swift concert. 13. Come on, that's ridiculous. Actually, with that's ridiculous, I've got a bit of a an NFL Super Bowl theme to it about if you want to go one year right. and you want to start budgeting for it, how yep. much it's going to cost you. Aren't they selling tickets at the moment? I hope I'm for not the, ruining for it. For the best seat and just the sort of the mediocre seat. Have I, for an average seat at this game in Vegas, which would probably be the most sought after mm-hmm. ticket to a Super Bowl, you would imagine, right? Mm. I'm hearing stories about 10 grand just well, for an average ticket. It's called a hook and tease in the biz, <laughs> so hang around. Yeah, right, eh? Um, Taylor Swift, eh? We're talking about her already, and it's only 10 past five. Don't forget, uh, our maths rap uh, will be coming up real soon. Oh, actually, this is a that's ridiculous. What? Woogie sent a text through today going, what about maths last night? Oh, it, I didn't say that at all. It reached 1.6 million people. And <laughs> Come seriously. on, that's ridiculous. Listen, I didn't You're even... the only one that gets off about stats. And Glenn. Oh, st- oh, no, TV stats. I love it. Yeah. It actually had an audience of over 2 million when you take into account regional. Don't continue, okay? You sure? <laughs> Just don't continue. 
So it is Powerball tonight, 200 mil. Yep. We're not getting paid to advertise Powerball, remember? Mm -hmm. You know, you gamble responsibly and win some, lose more, whatever. What would you do if you won it? If you won Powerball, what would be the first thing you would buy? First big purchase, like not anything. What was the first? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, my wife wants to go to Egypt. Why? Yeah, she'd love to go to Egypt. So I'd organise that. But my real big purchase, I'd buy the Knights. <laughs> so I wouldn't what? buy South Why? because they're they're owned. Penrith are they're very stable and and comfortable. But the Knights... Are they still owned by the NRL, the Knights? Or they got I'm not private? quite sure, actually. Um, do the members own them? I'm not quite sure. But anyway, um, no, the, the uh, West Newcastle group owns them. Very, very um, right. very strong yep. leagues clubs. and uh, So um, I would buy the Knights. I think that'd be a really good project, the Knights. I imagine you walking Great in. fans, good team. Good boss, Bedsy. Bedsy, one of the world's best. Yep. Yeah. What would you now? If, if you're going to buy something, there's a reason you'd buy. Because you, it's just a really good reason, great place to live, good club, great backing. So you're resigning as well. I'd, no, it's. Would you still do Sports Day if you want two hundred oh, million? Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. You could buy Sports Day. I'd buy Hutchie out. <laughs> I'd just buy him out. What? You're on your own. Yeah. Off back. Hey, listen, See, what? David White. Benora says San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy wears 13. Oh. So there you go. Come on, that's ridiculous. Really? Yep. It's a stretch, isn't it? Mm. You know what I'd do? I'd just jump on a plane tonight. That's it. I'd just jump on a plane. I have no idea where I'd go. I'd rock up the airport and say, listen, can I get a ticket somewhere? I'd, I'd pay extra and get like extra mm. leg room. Well, so, you'd need that. Yeah. You should be in the exit row. Yeah, but I'm not saving anyone. Mm. That'll be my luck. I'm the one who gets that exit row on that plane. You've got to save everyone. I go, no way. Get out of the way, kid. Is it true that when you they, they tell you to put your head in your lap, is that true if you're going to crash? Yeah. Is it true they tell you that because it protects your teeth, the dental records? Is that an urban myth or am I, I correct? I don't know. But just is that a that's ridiculous? That, that is a cr- that's ridiculous. Come on, know. that's ridiculous. Don't read out that top text message. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, from one three three, if I won Powerball tonight, no. I would. But all the tickets to it, I'd buy all the t- the tickets to Taylor Swift's concert, <clears throat> so I could stand up the front row. Well, can I? Can you buy the two that I bought for my kids first? <laughs> could you? I'm trying to get my money back. Hey, uh, no, the one from New Zealand, from Rita, from Hamner Springs. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right, don't read it out. Come on. Don't read it out. 0457 736 736. Have you got it? That's ridiculous for us. And also, yeah. what would you do if you won Powerball tonight? What would Daddy Vass buy if he won A Broncos million? membership? <laughs> a proper one. One when you actually go to games. He got him. No, I'm proud of him. He got himself. Yeah, he did get one. He got, he got a yeah. digital membership. Yeah. So you got to live within your means. Well done, 422 Daddy. says my shoe size is 13. There's another one. Oh, come and stop it. Nah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. Um, yeah, so what would you buy for $200 million? Interesting. I, 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 I don't know. I'd sit on it for a rainy day. See, what? I wouldn't want to buy anything that equals work. I don't I, want to work. Okay, would you Would you let? Would, would you make your, yourself public that you'd won the $200 million? No way. No, okay. So if I'm not here Monday, <laughs> I'd get a bucket of the Colonel's Finest. Yep. Right, and a mm-hmm. bottle, bottle of champagne and just try and work it out. Okay. Yeah, there's no way. Hey, listen, what about last night, the uh, Alan Border medal? 
You know what's the, that's ridiculous, by the way? Here's <laughs> what. Snackers in camera says, hey, Sats, I couldn't give 13. <laughs> the worst day with F. Yeah, could, there you go. That's a, that's... Come on, that's ridiculous. That's Mitch Marsh last night picking up the Alan Border medal. Um, mm. Have a listen to this audio of his speech. I, a lot of people probably may have seen it today on social media. I, I just loved it. Did you arrive here thinking the comeback kid had a big chance? <laughs> um, I really hadn't really thought about it until uh, a few of the boys started getting stuck into me that they thought I was going to win it. And then I started thinking, maybe I'm a chance. Um, so I better had four beers at lunch, so I had to stop there. Um, <laughs> And now I'm sort of hoping that uh, me winning this is not like COVID and we'll look back in three years' time and go, that was a weird time. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's obviously a huge honour. It's certainly, we will never look back on that, mate. Um, the four years when you weren't in the test team, were there times when you doubted that you'd be back in and you'd doubt you'd be standing here with, uh, up receiving this? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, Cameron Green's a pretty imposing figure, so um, I thought I was done and dusted, but... Uh, I often spoke to my wife about um, that. I just wanted to get one more crack at it, and it's been amazing. Let's turn the mic on. I love that. I love that last no, night. That was great. The rawness from Mitch Marsh, yeah. and that's another reason why myself, like a lot of Australians, have changed their opinion on Mitch Marsh. Yeah, I was one of those as well. When Badge and I, we, we used to do the show, we used to sort of wax lyrical about Mitch Marsh. Why just can't he find his groove? He's, he was, um, I suppose, he, he was never consistent in his role. But some players just mature later for whatever reason. Some do it really early, like your Pontings and your Steve Smiths, whatever it may be. Others do it a lot later. And for Mitch Marsh, and I've got to think back, when he started to win me over, wasn't over the last two or three years. It was during that Ashes tour and, and the documentary, of course, the test. Mm. And he broke, I think it was a bone in his arm. And he just he just continued to power through to the point where they had to sort of basically stand him down. And I started to think, you know, this, this guy's coming out of the other side. That speech last night comes from a guy that has, has gone through a lot of uh, peaks and troughs in his career. It also comes from a guy that has grown up watching his dad prepare for cricket, being involved in cricket at whatever levels. He just knows the game and he knows the landscape of cricket. He's been around characters his whole life through his dad's career yeah. as well. And that's why he's the character he is. When you talk to a lot of the, the international cricketers, you say, oh, who's the one teammate you love being around? They all say Mitch Marsh. And that's a culmination of so many years being around both he and his brother being around their father and the and the and the, the cricketing dressing rooms that he's been inv involved in over the years, and that's a guy that just loves the game so much, and you can hear it through his speech. It's it's a great achievement. You know, life is about well, whatever you do. It's about legacy. Mm, mm, what legacy mm. are you going to leave? Now, when he retires, we're now going to remember Mitch Marsh for so yeah. many good things, as opposed to questioning his ability to to wear the baggy green or play in the the short form and um you know we we can overestimate what we can do in a year or two in our careers whatever we do but we underestimate what we can do in our whole career and that's where mitch marsh now will you know he's left an indelible mark on a lot of cricketing and sporting fans minds when he retires no well said i agree with that and i um how nice was it for him too to um Received the medal from Alan Border, yeah. who played 130 games with his old man Jeff. Yeah. Such a such a nice thing. I cannot. Yeah. What a lot of people talk about the great openers of 
of our Swampy, mate. He was one of the great openers. He was. He had, the, he had that stand up that that that, that yep. used to his bat used to be like a little bit like a Kepler vessel. He used to hold it up very high. Was it single scoop grey nicks? I think he had as know. well. But I remember the single scoop. But oh. remember, remember he used to score like in the ODIs, right? He used to score like a hundred off a hundred and twenty mm. balls. Go, God, that's quick. Yeah. You know, we'd be if we were fifty runs off fifteen overs, go, oh, we're flying here. We are absolutely flying. No, brilliant, brilliant. And they seem like a brilliant family as well. And uh, Mick's been on the text game. The Bison is a WA treasure yeah. and a lot of, a lot like a lot of us, a bit fat at times and loves a beer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true, Mick. And uh, before we go, Tommy from Sydney says, I saw an article today which asked the same question I did last night. Why didn't Seven Mate and Fox Cricket show three of the major awards last night? TV viewers didn't get to see Nathan Lyon win Test Player of the Year. I didn't realise that. No. Test Player of the Year. Mitch Marsh won the ODI Player of the Year. And Jason Berendorf won the International T20 Player of the Year. It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise that either, Tommy. Hey, the other thing I wanted to to mention was, uh, it's another that's ridiculous, is your mate today questioning why Alan Bo- the medal's named after Alan Border. Yeah, Come yeah. on, so, that's ridiculous. A, a mate of mine who's a sports fan, but not overly a, a big cricket fan, he said... I know Alan Border, it's named after Alan Border, but, I mean, and he's a great player. I, I understand that. But wouldn't there be other cricketers that have got greater records, whatever it may be? You know, there's Don Bradman, just just to name a few. Keith Miller, just to name a few of those those players. And I had to explain to him, but Alan Border is a really big reason why Australian Test cricket is what it is today. Like, he basically, through his captaincy, um, and Bob Simpson as well, wasn't it? They, you know, they, the duo basically turned... Australian cricket with that uh, that tour to England, and, and the more uh, as time goes on, you you notice it even more. Mm. You know, well, it, well our captains started replicating Alan Border a lot more. Yeah, yeah, you went you, you went your your Mark Taylors who was just tough and uncompromising. Then you went Ricky Ponting who would you just take into a dogfight? Doesn't matter how big the the other person was. Michael Clark got tips in his hair, but but Tugger was great. <laughs> but Steve outside War. Of Steve War was done. But Michael Clark, you know, take the aesthetics out of the equation. Like he was a, he was a tough. Clark, he was all right. Yeah. I don't think Michael Clark gets the credit he deserves, a as a skipper, but b what he did as a batsman for Australia. One of, sure. one of the great fielders of all time. Oh, unbelievable! Mm. A good sledger. Asked Jimmy oh, Anderson. Oh no, nah, pretty ordinary sledger. You reckon? Yeah. But see, Dave Warner did most of the the, the dirty work for Clarkie. Mm. So that well, that was Dave Warner's job at New South Wales. And at the Australian Test Team to be Michael Clark's lapdog. So Alan Border, well done. I couldn't think of a, ne- a, no. a better person. Hey, um, by the way, yeah. um, if you do have a, a thought on what you do with two hundred million dollars, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Dunny, I think you're right. If I won, I'd be three hundred kilos in a month. <laughs> Is that if I won two hundred? Dollars or two hundred million. Two hundred dollars, yeah. You'd be three hundred kegs. Hey, ev- everyone in New South Wales is celebrating. Uh, Cam Smith has uh, <laughs> resigned from his assistant coaching role at the Maroons. That that won't have much of an impact on the team, will it? Matty no. Ballin steps in. Very good, Matty Ballin. Matty Ballin actually replaced Cam Smith in Origin One Origin when um, Smith was either suspended or injured. Um, but uh, isn't it funny? A post career, same sort and of. And Cam uh, Smith replaced you. Well, we're not going to go into that because he gets a little bit upset when I – but um, Cam's coaching – I think he's coaching his son. 
under-15 team for Crumb and Eagles on the Gold Coast. Matty Guy, he's, he's one of his best mates, is the coach of first grade at that club as well. So, you know, he's always been about family, Cam. Family's always come first. Quality time with the family. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, many people think, oh, yeah, Origin is only sort of six or eight weeks, but there's a lot of lead-in, you know. There's a lot of research on players. There's, you know, you've got to keep an eye on a lot of things. Billy's meticulous. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, I didn't think Cam was ever going to hang around for too long because he, you know, he, he runs at the beat of his own drum and he's he's a very private person. And, yeah, so didn't surprise me at all. Matty Ballins, he's, he's a really good assistant. but Underrated, isn't he? Mm. Well, I mean, no doubt a lot of the Broncos' success last year was because Matty being included. His defence. And, yeah, and strengthening that coaching team at the Broncos. It's going to be interesting, Madge. I mean, it's it's an interesting matchup, Madge. Billy versus Madge. Oh. Like in the coaching oh, ranks. Yeah, 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 like both are absolutely meticulous in everything they do. Like they just ensure that every little eye and every T is crossed um, to ensure that their team is ready to go by game time. And it's going to be a really interesting uh, matchup, just both their yeah. personalities, yeah, because they're both quite intense per- people, but when you yeah. get them away from that intensity, they're just, yeah, they're just great people as well. What about uh, my theory that uh, Madge mm-hmm. should be on the phone now to, to Cam That'd and get never, him at New South Wales? It never happened. It, no, it happened. Mate, money talks. What about Wayne? Because Wayne's willing to coach New Zealand again against Australia. Hello? So He's what, ready. Wayne, we need you as a assistant coach. At the Blues as well. At the Blues. He could do both. He could be the assistant coach at Queensland and New South Wales at the same time. I reckon he, he's the only Wayne bloke. On yes, I know. He's the only bloke who could do it, Sats. He's always looking for someone else's job, isn't he? Mick's, Mick said Cam pulled the pin because he's he's sick of winning everything. Oh, shut up, Mick. <laughs> shut up, mate. No one cares. What about this demo from Narrabeen? Yeah. Wow, whack. Clarkie is the biggest A grade in the history of Australian cricket. I know. I, I know. Well, he, I don't he, know. There's a bloke who's just. Retired. He comes across that way, Damo. I, I get that. I do. I get it. But, you know, he had a pretty good record, didn't he? Oh, he did. He's, yeah, his batting record, unbelievable. But even as a, as a skipper, success. He had a good squad. Hmm. Uh, what about, did you see one of the MCs last night uh, talking to Smithy going, uh, if you win tonight, the prize is a trip to Noosa with Carl Stefanovic? <laughs> That was great, that footage. I loved it. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Rightio, uh, break time. A couple of more texts before we go. 465 says, Jason. Oh, no, this this is from Man Boobs. Um, if you win Powerball, will you buy out a Macca's KFC or a Domino's? Correct. All of them. Yeah. All, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I like one. There's Canary Cowboys sent us a text. Uh, with the 200 mil, I would buy the liquor shop near Glenn's house and make the profit back in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, leave Glenn alone. Now, we spoke about uh, Chris Anderson coaching the Mullumbimby Giants. Yes. Toddy Carney's coaching yep. the um, the Byron Bay Red Devils. And Sats, Joel Thompson is making a comeback for Corumban Eagles with Matty Guy. Joel Thompson, the, there you go. the ex-back row. Good do player. Want, do you want him before the break or after the break? Who? You know. He's Glenn here already. So should we take him after the break as a hook and tease? Yeah, after the break. All right, kids, stand by. Uh, Glenn joins us next on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. 
We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews in here. Sorry, uh, Jason Matthews and that... He's such a big hunk of spunk. Scotty Sattler uh, on the show tonight. Where, where are you from again? You're from... Oh, someone's deleted it. From... Noosa. I was gonna I'm not from Noosa. No, no. no oh, uh, Byron. Byron. I'm from Byron. Uh, 0457 736 736. What would you do with 200 mil if you won tonight? We can only dream... Ladies and gentlemen, can't we? Mm. Um, there's a really good text that comes through, Sats, and I reckon most 95% of our audience would relate to it. Yeah, this is Maddie. He says, if I win tonight, buying the biggest, baddest land cruiser and caravan and touring Australia. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Matt, can you imagine that, though? Everyone but you, Sats. Would can we give Maddie the... a, a, um, an esky? Yeah, sure. How, yeah, sports day. We esky. can't really call it an esky when you're going to fit like no, a straight tin of tuna. No, straight day had six cans in it. Oh wow! Yeah, crazy. It's per- but also, it's perfect because it, it forces you not to drink too much. It. Come on, that's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, speaking of not drinking much, Glenn's on the phone tonight and sounding sober. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Justin. Yeah, mate. Sober as a judge. Good stuff. What can we do for you? G'day. Where's, where's the rat tonight? He doesn't do Thursdays. Or Wednesdays. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. Fair or any day in the and why. <laughs> Actually. Hey, it's his birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, rat. Happy birthday, oh, happy birthday rat. I might sing to you just before I finish, yeah, mate. Okay, happy yep. birthday, buddy. Yep. Yeah, you won't get to it. And g'day, Vadster. Yep. So, again, happy today. New Year, listener and my H-O-T-O-F. My H-O-T. Hey, what? Wait, wait. H O T hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh, oh shut up! <laughs> what? Hey, Christy, what did you expect when you decided to tell Miss Abby that her studio needed revamping, starting with all the trash being taken oh. out, and starting with you? Push it. Of course, Miss Abby keeps you in your life. He doesn't learn. Does that he? was rank. That was rank. Last week he was outstanding. I don't believe it. He did. He was outstanding last week. I don't believe it. He gave a really good um, update of something. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great, doesn't it? Mm. G'day, Woogie and Sats. If I won $200 million, I'd buy Glenn's local bottle shop. So I'm from back. Yeah, everyone's suggesting that. Yeah. You've got a better idea. Our listener in WA, Mick. Yep. Where's he from well, again? Well, Mick in Margaret River says, yeah. Jace, you'd end up in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. I reckon we buy Mick's pub. Yeah, Mick, who's our publican. Yep. So we buy his pub. And we can, Would we go halves? Oh, it's my money. So I'll buy it. Yeah. Well, we're in a syndicate, you and I. So it'd be, <laughs> 50, you'd be 100 You still owe each. me 30 bucks from one, two years ago. So we ago. buy his pub. Yes. Okay. And Mick possibly work in the drive through for the yep. bottle I've got a better idea. Glenn yep. becomes his boss <laughs> because no one knows the way around a bottle shop more than Glenn, do they? People uh, be coming in for expensive wine mm. and Glenn goes, I recommend this $4 one. It does the trick. Maybe not a good idea. No. Hey, guys, hope you're well. If I won Powerboard, buy a property on Mount Panorama. 702, that's a great idea. Every year I'd put a, put a car and a team and drive the car myself with a co-drive. Well, Kostecki's looking for a gig yep. at Bathurst this year. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Have a great night, Justin and Sats. Thanks, Cody, from Maria. Yeah, nice. Evening, boys. If I won 200000000 million, I would buy the Bulldogs, Junior Smithy. Yes, and get rid of Gus Gould. <laughs> That's what I'm doing with my money.
How much would you get the Bulldogs for, do you reckon? I lo- I'd love you to bump into Gus Gould. He would punch <laughs> portholes through you. Why uh, Why's everything got to be violent? Because you're forcing someone to be violent towards you. How much would it cost me to buy the Bulldogs? $20 million. Is that all? No, nah, it'd be more than that. What, 30? Let's, say, let's go 25 to $30 million. Right. Mm. Gus, see ya. If I win Powerball tonight... I'll deliver that team. I'm Bulldogs su- supporters. I'm telling you this now. Okay. This is my promise. I feel like I need some music. Yeah, we need some we political need some, music behind we it. We need some. Um, okay, let's use this. <laughs> Bulldog supporters. I'm telling you now. I make a pledge to you. Yep. If I win Powerball tonight, yep. I'm going to buy your club. And I'm going to get rid of Gus Girl day one. Wow. And I will. No, I'm not finished. Okay. I will deliver you a, pres- uh, a premiership 2025. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. What, what, what is it about? Why have you got such a, a gripe against Gus? I don't. He's, a, he's a very good for the game, Gus. Okay. You say that. Yeah. I, mm. I, I don't. I'm, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'll do. I'll buy the Bulldogs. Stephen says, I don't concur, Sats. I think that call from Glenn was outstanding. It was really a ratings win- winner. And Crimson says, play the music. If Glenn is sober, he's just tarnishing the legacy. Yeah. 770 has been on the text. Lads, that's ridiculous. Up until the mid-60s, the NHL teams only had one penalty box. So can you imagine players being sent off for oh. fighting and then sitting next to each other that? in the penalty box? They love the knuckle, those hockey guys. Yeah, imagine that, St. Boyd, 2HC. See, the, um, the Battle of Brookie, the one between Melbourne and, and Manly, when they all teed off on each other, it was uh, Glenn Stewart and Adam Blair. Yeah. I mean, that was the referee's fault. They yeah. they allowed them to cross paths or one to catch up to the other. But And since then, they they ensured that one's disappeared up the tunnel before the other one goes. Um, but, yeah, imagine that. Imagine if they sat down, Adam Blair and... And Glenn Stewart in the same penalty box after that game yeah. or during that game. Yeah, It'd be no. great to watch. Oh, it continues. None to watch the game. Andrew from Brisbane is on the line. Andrew, uh, you've got an idea what you'd do with 200 mil. Yeah, mate, I'd buy one or two semis and, you know, and deck them out, travel Australia, sort of holidaying and, and feeding the homeless as I go. You know, set up a few showers and beds ah, and brilliant. a bit of a kitchen. Uh, way to feed the, feed the homeless as a holiday my way around Australia. The other thing I'd do is I'd buy the Bulldogs back off you and reemploy Gould. <laughs> yeah. See, I love both I love both your decisions there. I'd, and you know what? I'd be in that truck with you. Um, no, you going around Australia. Absolutely. You'd be I'd... flying everywhere. I'd say, I'll meet you in. No you know, way. Yeah, yeah. I'd need somewhere with security. Yeah. I'd need someone for security, for sure, and a, and a dab hand at a sausage turner. <laughs> so, Andrew, I bought the Bulldogs for 30. How much are you paying me? How much is Gus worth to you? Uh, uh, 30 million and 30 cents. Yeah. <laughs> no, no deal. All right, mate, thanks I'm for that. I'm not just to piss you off, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, point taken. Good stuff, Andrew. See you, Andrew. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for your call. There you go. That's See, that's too too much of a nice suggestion, isn't it? Hey, I love that. Quickly, before we go to a break, yeah. um, do you want to hold off on concussion and talk about it later, or do you want to talk about it now? We've got a couple of minutes, two minutes. Uh, well, the, the Australian Sporting Body—they've they've basically gone to community community sport. 
and they're saying for junior community sports, saying that if you've got any sort of concussion, they want you to sit out for 21 days. I love it. Um, someone is um, someone is responsible for the decisions that are made on behalf of the club, and th- th- obviously you've got your medical experts as well. I love it. I think it's going to be hard to control at community level, but I think the, I think the message is coming strong from the top down. Now they're going to be asking the the governing bodies like the NRLs and the RAFLs to do the same. I think. Mm. Um, but who makes that decision at? You know, kids' soccer or kids' rugby league. That's the thing. There's going to be someone allocated at each club of community football, soccer, netball, whatever it may be. So it'd have to be a medical person, right? Uh, Well, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Like, because, um, you know, they're going to have to make a pretty important decision about about a young person. 21 days out of the game, I like it. If they've shown any symptoms or any delayed concussions, uh, 21 days before you get assessed again. So I like it. Now, Mm. I don't know whether the major sporting bodies will take that on. But I think we're starting to head towards it. You know, as a boxer, if you are knocked out, mm. you can serve anywhere from, you know, uh, one month to three months, depending on the on the concussion. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time, it was just three months. You won't fight again. Right. Um, and everyone thought that was extreme. But I've got to say, boxing, for one thing they've done, they were, they were ahead of the times. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I see the governing bodies embracing this. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Purely from a legal perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And, I mean, even look at cricket with Will Pekoski. Well, he's been ruled out again. I know. He got hit on the helmet and has shown signs of of, um, of delayed concussion over the last few days. And, and I reckon all of those knocks he's had before, again, I'm not a doctor, but obviously, but you'd think that I have to do, have something to do with the fact he keeps getting hit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it. Well, like I've said to you before, if you use a, like a wick of a candle, the more you keep getting hit, the wick just gets shorter and shorter. Yeah. And you, know? you lose your confidence too, don't you, Sam? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Especially when it's a head injury. Yeah, you, yeah. Do. Yeah. you do. And once upon a time in rugby league, if you, you, know, you didn't miss any games, you went back on the field. If, if you had concussion, you played the following week. Basically, the instructions were just get stuck into the first tackle and throw yourself yeah. into it where yeah. you're actually putting yourself in more harm. But yeah. um, I, I, see the, I see the major major sporting organisations. I see eventually, maybe in the next couple of years, embracing this. Hey, what do you think? 0457 736 736. I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, 1300 01 1170 if uh, you want to call us or double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. Break time. Uh, three burning questions on the way next. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9. A groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Now it's time for three burning questions. Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. Yes, everything you need to get back to work. That's an actual soundtrack from Daddy Vass's Saturday Nights in the Love Cottage. Here he is joining us on Sports Day with three burning questions. How is how is uh, the Broncos' number one digital subscriber going? Yeah, good. Member, I should. Good. Is it member or subscriber? Member. member. Got my first email. You've officially got a number, haven't you? Yeah, I got, yeah. My, got my first email from the CEO. Rest so, of us get tickets, uh, he gets emails. Yeah. Dave Donahue, he reached out to me during the week. What did he say, Daddy? 
Uh, welcome to the welcome to the squad, mate. We can't wait to have you at some of the home games this season. And oh, uh, I'm, you're not. Did you write back? But I'm not going. Oh, I wrote back and said, "Can't wait to see you there with my discounted tickets." So right, okay. It's great good. to be part of the Bronx Nation, baby. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. It only took six months, but anyway, he's here. All right, three burning questions. Let's go. Uh, now the Bulldogs. I'll leave this short and sweet. They've got no players from their top thirty squad from twenty twenty one. Is that a good thing, Sats, or is that a bad thing? Oh, it's a good thing in the sense of when you look at all their results over the years that you obviously you haven't got players that are are doing the job. But you also got young players in your squad that that are probably not mature enough for for first grade. But it takes them a fair while to get going. But when you look at their squad from twenty twenty one, I'm just having a look at it now. Um, you got some players that left the Bulldogs. They could have retained or they're happy to see the back of them. Not quite sure, but they could have retained them based on the style of play, the way they play, or the players just wanted to get out of a a, a negative environment. DWZ? They, they weren't, yeah, so Adam Elliott's one. Um, you got, uh, yeah, Dallin Martini's a Lesniak. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, he's been mm. really good for the Dolphins as well. He's always been a good player, Jeremy Marshall King. Um, so there's a few players there. Nick Meaney. Nick Meaney, who went mm. to Melbourne for less money and a really good opportunity. A lot of players do go to Melbourne I for mean, less that's money. I mean, a, that's a, it's a slap in the face when you've got a player that has the opportunity to sign maybe mm. an extended deal two or three years that goes to another club for less years and less money and then turns into a, a real – he's always been a really good player, Nick Meaney, but he's – But I mean, he's, not, he's not the first player to go to Melbourne for less money. No, he's not. He's not, but – it's not good as a club no. when you've got players that leave under those. So to answer your question, is it a good thing? If you're a Bulldogs fan, let us know, 0457-736-736 or double eight double three New Zealand because you you know, do you think, think it's been a good thing? I, I think it's a good thing. I think the way they've been tracking, they just had to just rip the Band-Aid off and start again. It's exactly what but is this Gus, Gus and Is this Gus yeah, this? Well, That's yeah, what he does. Well, both he and, um, and Cameron Seraldo. And the recruitment manager will make it'd be mainly Gus and and Cameron Seraldo that would be making these decisions. All right, number two, big fight coming up in Vegas in March. Tim Zhu, Keith Thurman, they had their press conference today. Now, how do you see this one, boys? Keith Thurman's he's one of the great trash talkers. You know, he's only lost one fight. This guy against Manny Pacquiao, one of the you know one of the pound for pound one of the greatest fighters of all time. Mm. And he, but he's thirty five. He's only fought once in the last sort of three years. What round? Is, what round? Zoo going to knock him out? He will. He's going to. He's going to be against a young, hungry guy yep. who's in the prime at the moment. Yep. I reckon he will slice Keith Thurman apart. I reckon he'll. I reckon he'll beat him inside three or four. Wow. So, are you disappointed? I'm. Well, I'm not disappointed. I'm surprised. This is the perfect fight for Tim Zoo. You reckon? First time. Not too. I don't. I don't like, mean this in a dismissive way, but I was I was kind of hoping or thought there might be a tougher opponent. Everyone else is ducking him, like everyone else is going up in right. weight or right. yeah, everyone's fighting fighting other right. people. Um, but he's fought in America before, but this is the first time he's headlined. I mean, this is massive in Vegas. So we don't understand how big this is. Like he is headlining. Oh, man, it's awesome. He's headlining um, for a pay per view in Vegas, and um, I think I reckon he'll slice this guy apart, and then he'll. If he does, if it's devastating, I mean, we won't, we probably won't see him fight in Australia again. And Zarafa, is Zarafa on the... Michael Zarafa's on the card as well. He's fighting for a world title as well. And it's got to be on Prime Video. Mm. So they're pouring a ton of money. Yeah. Amazon are Amazon. Pouring, pouring a ton of money into this one. Yeah. So I can't wait. March, I think it's March 30. Yeah. 
So do you think you he'll ne- have a promo like his brother? There's some steak and oh some God, pork please don't. <laughs> <laughs> corny. <laughs> next, next. Uh, ODI cricket is it still alive? First game at the MCG tomorrow. Yes, still alive. I, and I, I tell you, there won't be. Don't expect a massive crowd at the MCG. They'll be lucky if they get thirty thousand. But what it's done, West Indies winning that last Test match. Uh, there'll be more interest in watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a month to go until rugby league starts, so I think there's going to be still some interest around the cricket. But also, Australia winning the World Cup last year. Let's not forget what impact that will have on ODI cricket. I still love one dayers. I know people are losing patience for it, Sats, and you know a lot more people into T20, but I still love my tests and I still love my ODIs, and I think you'll find TV ratings tomorrow will be, will be fairly good for, for this ODI game. See, my favourite is still test, test just yep. because, Agree. again, just a nostalgic view of it all. Yep. Um, I love the 50 over second, T23rd. I think sometimes with T20, the game's sometimes finished by 11th or 12th over, whether you've dropped a lot of wickets or there's no way you're going to you get the yep. the run rate. But um, with, with the 50 over, you've got the ability to get yourself back in the game. So, yeah. I can't I actually Maxwell's playing. I'm really looking forward to the, the New Zealand series. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. as we said last night, the first four days of the first test is sold out mm. in New Zealand. Righty, thanks, Daddy. Three burning questions. Toolkit Depot, everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store. And online, this is Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show, Scotty Sattler. He's such a big hunk of spunk. And Jason Matthews here <laughs> tonight with Sports Day. Hey, uh, coming up after the news, uh, Matthew Denny. Australian uh, discus champion will be joining us on the show for World Gym. Texts are flying in, 0457 736 736. Yeah, they are. Uh, about a number of issues as well. Boxing, the that's ridiculous, the Powerball. Uh, the guys, that's it. If you think I'm going to ring you guys again, you're bloody kidding. All the best with your ratings. Anyway, Washington Hangout, $500 million bottle shop visit again. Thanks for Steve from Dubbo and Danger from Cairns. Uh, crime scene, all the best, boys. Yeah, that's from one that's person. The, that's the text of the night. Yeah. So does that mean he's not ringing anymore? No, he will be. Um, oh. Crime Scene said, oh, God, that makes more sense. I thought Zoo was fighting Keith Urban. Oh, that's not. It's, uh, it's Uma Thurman's partner, isn't it? Now, 970 says, oh, the Refresher Tower says, if I won $200 million, I would buy a fully blown Tirana SLR 5000 and turn it into a camper van and travel Australia. How good's that? That's ochre. I love that. That's very Aussie. Got a few texts here about uh, concussion, which we'll get to after the break. And from Rosie Maroon, boys, if I won $200 million, I'd flick Billy, a cup, Billy Slater a couple of mil to allow me into the coaching box to witness the flogging of the Blues in 2024. Who was that? That's from Rosie Maroon. Come on, that's ridiculous. I love how the Maroons are getting all cocky ahead of State of Origin in February. Mm-hmm. February 1. Yep. In Madge, we trust, don't we, Blues supporters? Hey, um, we just changed Freddie's name to Madge there. See what we did? Hey, uh, break time when we come back. Matthew Denny, an Olympian, joining us on Sports Day. Back soon.
Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yes, welcome to hour two of the show. Uh, Scotty Sutler, Jason Matthews here for your, uh, what night is it? Thursday night. Feels like it's only Tuesday. I don't know what day feels like anything. Like people say, oh, it's 32 degrees, but it feels like 36. Oh, or don't start it's me. It's a Tuesday, but it feels like a Thursday. Don't Seriously? start me. If it feels like 36 degrees, it must be 36 degrees, mm-hmm. right? Don't start me on that. 0457 736 736. Jeez, the text machine is just absolutely blowing up tonight. Man boobs is a, he's, he's a really angry man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do about him. Mm. Should we block him? No, don't block him. You don't okay. block anyone. Don't we? Oh. No. Well, how do I unblock Glenn? I'm just checking. Hey, uh, thanks to our uh, proud partners, Kia, also World Gym Australia, Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Very shortly, very shortly, we've got Matthew Denny, the uh, Australian champion discus thrower. Hey, he's preparing for Paris too. That's not far away. Olympic year this year. Yeah. Like I said earlier on, this guy could be – he is he is so close to winning a gold at Olympic level. Now, one in the Commonwealth Games, he's one in the Diamond League, which is classes one of the, the major athletic events throughout the year. It's the best of the best that are invited. He won a gold medal last year in that. And the way he's tracking, he is so close. Yeah. So close. Not only just being on the dice, but winning a gold medal for Australia. So we're going to know a lot more about this man because we should know more about him. But we, we well, it's not a sexy sport, is it? What? Discus throwing, no, javelin, not, not. hammer, shot put. It's, I don't know. It's not, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to find out how he got into it. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't seem to me, it's like shot putting. It's not the glamour sport. Mm. Of, of the Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. get the coverage, but I don't know how he does it. Like, yep. how does he not throw the thing backwards? <laughs> like, how does he not go sideways into the net? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Because you you're just envisaging yourself doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I'm You'd also, be all over the shop. You're like a drunken sailor if my, you were doing For me, and I envisage myself with a pizza box <laughs> throwing that. How good would that be? All right, 0457 736 736. Just waiting for Matty Denny to get on the line. Quickly, a couple of text messages. Yeah, we talked about uh, Alan Border. Why is the Alan Border medal and why he's so significant in uh, in Australian cricket, Australian sport? AB is so underrated, 670 says. The attack he faced around the world was far superior to anything we've ever seen before. Border took on the great West Indy bowlers from Carl. Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's how important he was. Or he is to cricket. He's um, the best. Yeah. Captain Courageous, Captain Cranky, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, not a, see, that's the thing, right? He's not a cranky man. That's the thing. So not only was he bat, battling the West Indies, mm. the greatest team, he was also trying to rebuild Australian cricket. When everyone retired and, and en masse and left cricket, he's trying to rebuild that, find the right players, lead those right players. In the meantime, we've got Ambrose bowling at 200Ks at him. Mm. Like, it's just is nuts what he achieved. Yeah. 
Absolutely nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we've got here, Rooster Muzz says, Worm, are you aware that your co-host, a.k.a. Woogie, this Arvo was once of once a member of the famous Chippendales male dance troupe. Oh, come on. Oh, the video evidence. While on air, Google Saturday Night Live Chippendales and click on 59th. Yeah, I know you're going here, Rooster Muzz. That's the late, great Chris Farley, <laughs> the great comedian, and uh, Patrick Swayze. They're dancing off for the final Chippendales position. So he's saying you're Chris, Chris Farley. Oh, he must be saying you're Patrick well, Swayze. That, well, you could be. They both passed away, unfortunately. It's, it's better mm-hmm. than being called Uncle Buck. John Candy, who's also... How good also, was that movie? He's also He's dead. also passed away. Oh. How good was that movie? Uncle Buck, unbelievable. Uncle Buck, amazing. And Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And I'm never usually a Steve Martin fan, but I saw, I liked him in that one. Was Steve Martin in... No, that was Gene Wilde. I was thinking, hear no evil, see no evil. That was and one of the Richard places. Pryor. Yeah, one yeah. was blind, the other one was dead, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Powerball, what would you do with the winnings tonight? Cess Pitt says, if I won the 200 mil, I, would tell, I wouldn't tell anyone... But growing my hair into a ponytail, get an earring to show my superiority. Right, okay. Who's he talking about? There's someone in his life that yeah. he's having a go out there. Or someone famous. Now, I've got enough money already, crime scene says, last to last me the rest of my life. I just need to die the day after Super Bowl. Which Super Bowl? Why do you want to die? Mm-hmm. Powerball sats. A cheaper alternative to drop a blow. Oh, this is my wife wanting to go to Egypt. Right. I said I'd take it to Egypt and live there for a while. She said... Crime scene says a cheaper alternative for you, Sats, is to drop a blue pill, get into bed with the sh- no. no, no, keep reading it. No. <laughs> get sh- pull the sheet over your lower and look oh, no, 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 Come no, and no. see the pill. No, no, <laughs> crime scene. No, seriously. Right here, I've got to go to um, Matthew Denny. Denny, I don't want him hearing this rubbish as well. Mm. Here he is, our special guest. Then a couple of yeah! massive throws, but they were fouls, and that yeah! one has he landed it? Well, it's gone a long way, and I see the white flag. 68-24. I was looking for it. I found it. National record, nonetheless. I was just about to say it's a personal best. What a time to produce a lifetime best. The furthest ever by any Australian athlete. Wow. Matthew Denny. Oh, yes. Matthew Denny doing his best. I've got so many questions. For World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Matty Denny, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Good, fellas. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was, um, to be honest, listening to that through the phone, you'd sound like it's a T-Rex <laughs> going off or something. But, um, no, it was, yeah, I don't know. It was a pretty, like, big reaction for me because I knew I was in good form and I had fouled a few throws and we were just kind of going at it, trying to find the throw and, um, you can hear in that audio clip where I said, like, you know, I was looking for it and I found it, and like that was the throw I was looking for, and um, yeah, just emotion poured out of me. So I guess, mate, it was awesome. You know, that's how, yeah, it's good fun though. So good was, little. My throat was sore definitely was after. So, but that audio, just so we clear it up for all our listeners, that was the Australian discus record five months ago at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest—a throw of sixty-eight point two five meters. Mm. That, that's huge. Like. Take us back to the beginning. What got you, like, when you think of athletics, you don't think of the sexy discus program, do you? Like, what made you get into discus? No, I thought the sex appeal for discus was pretty high, but apparently <laughs> apparently not. So, no, mate, when I, you know, when I started out, like, I was a pretty, um, I was a pretty athletic kid in general. Like, all my brothers, um, they all played footy and league, and, you know, one of them was um, fortunate enough to play NRL for a bit, and... That was kind of like my route. That was where I was thinking about going. Like they were kind of, you know, when I talk about who I looked up to, it was 
my brothers and my parents and my family and stuff. And yeah, and then it kind of shifted from there where I I started doing discus and throw like shot and hammer and like throws and stuff. And I got last in the state in grade six and seven. And like I liked it, but I was obviously not that red hot at it. And then I decided to get a coach after getting last in the state twice. And uh, yeah, I just once I figured out like what what it's about, what you do, how to be good at it. I, you know, I just fell in love with it and I fell in love with individual sports and, you know, it wasn't like I saw an Olympics and I go, oh, you know, you know, all those stories where people see an Olympics and that's where they want to go. It was more, I just wanted to be the best at this and it turned out to be an Olympic champion. That's the best thing you can do. So, um, yeah, I just, I really fell in love with the sport, to be honest. Matty, I know when you're going through the junior ranks, it's obviously the discus are a completely different weight. I think, well, they're about one and a half, two kilos, aren't they, in the juniors? So what are the weight differences? Yeah, so, so it progresses how, how heavy up, yeah. is it when, you, when you're going to the Olympics, for example, or the world champs? How heavy is the discus itself? So for, for open men and open women, so men's is uh, two kilos and then the women's is one kilo. Um, and then so like when you're progressing, like if you're in school, like it can be 500 grams for like, um, up to, I think it's like grade five and then seven, 750 grams uh, for both boys and girls. And it goes to one kilo in under 15. And that's where women stop. And then men go from like a one to a one and a half for under 18s. And then under 20s is 1.75. And then a two kilo. Because the jump from a one kilo to a two kilo is, is a bit of a, is a bit ridiculous. It's like trying to go from like D grade football to A grade in, in one year. Really? Um, 100 grams. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like much, but it just, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. Once you start moving, like how much it can affect your movement and how much, you know, strength and power and um, athleticism really comes into play. You get found out really quick if you're not pretty strong. So, yeah, that, it, it's it's a good progression. But, um, yeah, I do wish I could throw the one kilo still because they were good memories. Now, you came close to a medal in, in Tokyo, of course, and then, the gold in the Diamond League, which is only last year. Now, the Diamond League, to the listeners, they're the, that's the elite. The best of the best are in, it's an invitational. They've got a gold there. And you're tracking towards Paris now. Are you, are you, on, on, uh, are you chartering the, the right way? Are you, are, you, are you hitting all the right marks at the moment? Yeah, like we've had a really good off-season. And obviously, yeah, like fourth, fourth at Tokyo is pretty brutal when you're only five centimetres off the medals and... Um, and then did it again at, at Budapest this year. Ah, sorry, last year at the World Champs, fourth again. Um, and I mean that fourth was the farthest fourth place throw ever. So um, pretty good company at the moment. And men's discus, like it's it's one of the I would say probably the best um, era of men's disc. So it's you know it's nice to be in the mix there. And um, I finished the year off well, getting I actually rebroke my Australian record. So I went 68 48 um, at the Diamond League final there. So beat the current world champion, current Olympic champion and, you know, showed that I'm in the mix. So it's, yeah, it's it's going to be a really competitive year this year and, and everyone's obviously eyeing off Paris and that's the, you know, the one in a million shot um, that everyone's focusing on. So I think we're, like, we're in, we're in great form and, you know, we're opening up the season in Adelaide next week and we've had a great off-season and progressed well. So, you know, the plan's just to keep progressing and, and find those bigger distances and, you know, set set myself up to be in seventy plus meter form by the time um, you know the Olympics come round, if not earlier. So, uh, yeah, it's it's competitive, but I like it. I, I like to be able to you know grind it out and, and fight for medals with these boys because 
it's a it's a fun place to do it. I've met Matthew. He's a fair income, decent bloke, good bloke. But he's also a big unit, six mm. foot five. 118 to 120 kilos. A bit like me, my weight fluctuates as well. <laughs> now I want to I want to compare our athletic meal plans, mate. What do you What do you eat each day? Oh, it varies. I'm actually on a little bit of a um, a drop plan at the moment, just trying to uh, shed a couple of Christmas kilos. <laughs> uh, but mate, it's not it's not too complex. Like it's just you know a lot of people think that it has to be you know over the top if you're like a massive guy. Like some guys. Some people, uh, like guys and girls, find it hard to manage weight. Like I'm, I'm pretty good with it, um, especially like with muscle mass and whatnot. But you know, I work work with a nutritionist, and it's it's pretty basic stuff. Like just making sure you're getting a balance between all your all your honest needs, and you're catering that towards your training and stuff. Um, how and many chico it's, it's rolls would you meals. do in one one sitting? Chico would... rolls, mate. I'm not a chico roll guy. Oh, going, thank you. I would say, I would say my biggest. In, in the Pizza. past, my biggest, like, no, three large uh, kebabs in a row. That, what? That, that's bloody that's, that what? My, that's my probably one of my top ones, what? or like a 1.5 kilo stack. Hey, have you, ever, have, you ever, have you ever had a bogan cigar? It's, that's the food choice, uh, preferred food choice. Of what is a stuff. bogan cigar? What is a – Matty, sit down. Sit down. It's Please a, tell me what a bogan it's cigar a, is. It's a plain long bread roll. Fresh white bread roll. Yep. Yeah. You chuck yeah. some people put butter on it. I don't choose to because I'm healthy. You then put a sausage roll in it and then just lay it with tomato sauce. That, my friend, is a bogan cigar. God, that sounds like all cholesterol. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd swap yeah. out the tomato with barbecue. Yeah, it, you're a man that's close to my heart. You are. All right, that's yeah. okay. As long as that's, as long as you're not having like a, a feta roll or, or you know, tofu, a tofu or no, something like no, that. Classic <laughs> sausage roll, like a good, good yes. gourmet sausage roll with some barbecue sauce. Yeah, goes pretty far in my book. All right, now but just when like, we're when we're prepping for Olympics, they stay on the uh, yeah, true. on the outer card. Uh, I will say. Now, Matty, while still on the subject of food, the food hall at the Olympics. Now, I've oh. heard stories around. Not only food itself, but you run into some pretty famous athletes from other sports, from other countries. Is there? Did you come across anyone from any other countries or sports that you sort of went, "Wow, I can't believe he's in the same room as I am." Actually, I'm glad you brought before we before we jump on um, name drops. Uh, one of the other ones that I did when we did 2016 Olympics. This was when um, they had Maccas in the village yeah. still. Okay. So we always used to do like, and it was like free macas and stuff. So I had finished competing and a few few others. And I'm like, all right, let's do some food challenges. So I did 100 nuggets. What? Um, yeah, that was brutal. What? Um, so, yeah. So I got the 100 nuggets done. But then the, prob- the, the name drop was probably, I would say, Bolt. Like, I remember before he ran his, um, his final at Rio. So the Jamaican tent and the Australian tent was next to each other. And anyway, and they're calling out for the final. And, you know, the thing with when you go to Olympics, like you have your call room times and they're very strict. Like once you miss the call room time, like you're out, like it doesn't matter. Um, They're very strict with it. And I remember getting that drilled into me all day long. You've got to be on time or early. And they called out Usain's name probably like five times (laughs) before they're like, you know, you know, shutting like Usain, please come to the call room. And here he comes, just slowly walking. Like, for the fastest man in the world, I've never seen a person walk slower <laughs> to, a, to a deadline. And he just strolled in there, and then he goes and runs, oh, like, sub, like easy sub-10s and wins. And, yeah, it was, you know, just seeing that kind of stuff. Like, it wasn't 
I've never been like a person who's been overawed by like celebrities or um, like pro athletes, but like I would say that, you know, watching watching those kind of guys warm up and like, the, you know, they're the best athletes in the world, they're the fastest, most explosive and stuff. It's pretty it's pretty shocking to the brain to watch someone move that quick mm. off like such a standing start and stuff. So, yeah, I, um, you know, for the fast man in the world, he uh, definitely doesn't have a good walking speed. <laughs> now we're here for World Gym Australia, of course, improving lives through fitness. With your training, Maddie, I know obviously it's um, it's tiered depending on how far you are out, are out from a big event. But what's basically what's the makeup of most of your sessions? Is it there wouldn't be a lot of conditioning? I wouldn't be thinking. Is is it mainly all power and strength? Um, uh, it, it kind of varies, you know. As I've got older, my training age has progressed. Like it's it's changed, and the structure of my training's changed as well. When going to a new coach so the current training uh schedule i have is four days a week but each each day is a double day so like i'll do a a, so monday monday tuesday thursday friday i'll do a throw in the morning and like some activation work throw 20 minute break and then i'll go and lift um and then i'll be done by about 12 o'clock so it's from 8 till 12 that most of my mornings are locked off for training do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ah, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, but then, like, when it comes to content of that gym, uh, like, of that work, it's obviously technical and you vary weights um, depending. Like, you might go underweights for more speed focus, overweights for more strength focus. And then gym, it's, it is, it's complementary, but it's also basic exercises because, like, if you want to get nerdy about it, like, sometimes if you overdo the specific aspect of what you're training for, it can become... Um, you don't have a rea- like a training reaction to it. You don't have an adaptation to it, and it becomes normal. So you try and keep your basic building blocks, like you know your squats, your bench, your um, deadlifts, and then your Olympic lifts, which are a big part um, of our training, as well as like ballistic and jumps and med ball work. And the thing with throws is you you have to be really good in a lot of different worlds to tie all of that together. So. Quickly, just any one piece of a little bit of advice that you would give any young kids coming through right now. What would you say to them? Oh, I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, someone asked me what I would like tell myself um, when I was going through, and I think um, persistence is is probably the big one. Like, it's very easy to get hooked on something. Like, I'm king of it. Like, get hooked on something, enjoy it for a short period of time, and then expect really big gains in a short period um and then you know once that decays like still expecting that so i would say persistence in in what you do and and being able to stick things out like you know there's a lot of time uh, as an elite athlete you know especially when you know i've been doing 13 plus years now you know there's times where you come into plateaus and it's very easy to go well i'm not progressing and things get hard and you kind of got to grind through it but yep. persistence is always just chipping away chipping away and well you certainly got a pb in my eyes uh with the three <laughs> three uh big kebabs uh in a row so well done we've learned a lot about <laughs> you today solid Matthew, PB. and uh, i want to see a photo of you tucking into a bogan cigar the official the official after food. a gold medal at paris yeah and yeah, 100 nuggies. after a gold medal yeah. oh my god <laughs> Peak cholesterol post medal, yeah. yeah Who cares about cholesterol? Mate. You win a gold medal. That's right. Jeez, oh, Matt Denny's had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. what happened? Oh well. <laughs> it, actually, if you do have a heart attack, does the gold medal then go to second place? Yeah. <laughs> Just jokes. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Maybe. Matthew, Denny. No, no, I'll try not to.
Good luck in Adelaide, mate. You've got the World Athletics uh, Invitational next weekend. Good luck with that. Thanks for joining us for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generations of legends. You certainly are one, mate. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the chat. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Rooster Mars, I'm with you on this. No tomato sauce equals no Olympic funding. <laughs> I, you know what? Ste- tomato sauce, Muzz and Woogie, is one of the most overrated condiments you can have. It's overrated. Come on, that's well, ridiculous. We are doing that's ridiculous, and that comment is that's ridiculous. What's on your phone, mate? I was talking to you in the ad break. No, I'm reading a story about a young girl that... Oh, it's just a historical true... You know how much I love my true crime? Yeah. Historical true crime case. Hey, I watched that uh, American Nightmare. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's oh good, my it? God. Three I, episodes, yeah. I don't know how it ended up on my phone, but it was under my wife's profile, so she must have downloaded it to yep. watch it later. And I'm on the I'm on the plane coming home from Bali, and I got nothing to watch. I thought I'll give this a go. So the movie, the movie with um, it's a Ben doctor. Affleck, which is called Gone Girl, which is a great movie, which is based loosely on a a true crime case. Scott Peterson. That's and a great movie. Yeah. So um, this real life one, American Nightmare, is they call it the Gone Girl case. It's very similar in ways, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, on check it out on Netflix. What's the other one I'm watching at the moment? You've seen. I don't, you watch everything so quickly. Um, oh, the Gris- new one with Sophie Vergara. Griselda or whatever name Griselda, she, who was a, she oh. was one of the biggest sort of, she's the only person that Pablo Escobar was afraid of other than the CIA. Come on, that's ridiculous. She, wait, Pablo? Pablo Escobar was, was scared, scared of her. her. Yeah. So she Come was li- on, that's ridiculous. She was living, she was living in Miami, but Colombia was, Medellin, Medellin was the big, yeah, was was the capital of cocaine. Yeah, where Escobar used to um, obviously export a lot of his cocaine, and and Griselda moved to Miami to get away um, from her former partner and started her own importing business from Colombia. I don't want to sound sexist, mm-hmm. but if Pablo Escobar was scared of, imagine a poor old husband. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> imagine that she didn't have one. Mow the lawns. No. Well, well okay, yes. Now you've got a gun at my head. I'll do it. I've got a that's ridiculous okay, before go. I forget. Yep. 40 years ago today. Medicare? Yes. Yes. Come on, that's ridiculous. Where's the time gone? that long ago. Are we years? just getting old, listeners? Maybe. I remember it coming out. Mum having this magical green card that got me a free doctor's appointment. <laughs> what else is wrong with me? <laughs> What else can I get? Super Bowl prices. Yes. Okay, Cass, if you want a top-tier ticket, okay, if you want a top-tier ticket. Can I play? uh, Yeah, top-tier ticket, which is down around the sort of the first five rows Mm. on the side of the field. Can I guess? So I want you to give me, yeah, how much you think a ticket is. 25 grand. $35,000. US. That's US. So that's over 50 grand Australian. Yeah, so 1200 a night accommodation you'll get for Come that high on, that's ridiculous. And about $500 for food and, and beverage. So, yeah, it's going to cost you, yeah, upwards of around... Nearly 40 grand. Yeah, so for a, a ticket that is probably three quarters of the way up the stand, a long way from the playing field. Yeah, but still $15,000 US. Come on, that's ridiculous. $300 a night accommodation. 
which is okay in Vegas, which is good actually, and $200 for food and beverage for the day. So wait, there's holes in this. Mm -hmm. So you're saying your food and beverage bill goes down if you're in cheaper seats. I'm saying the reverse. No, it goes down. No, because you don't have as much to choose from from those front seats. They have a, a greater selection. Well, they've got lobster or something. Food and beverage. Yeah, in, the, included or you're talking about spending on top? No, you've got to spend on top. If I'm in the cheap seats, mm-hmm. I'm spending more on Chico rolls, hot dogs, beers. Do you know the, the corporate boxes Yes. at these at yeah. this Allegiant Stadium? It's got you drive your car up to it. Yeah, get out of the car and just walk into the back of the corporate box. Yeah, because they're at ground level, yeah. while the rest of the stadium's below, right? Yeah, it's a hole in the ground. Yeah, so the, the the actual playing field is on, I think, like the third basement floor or whatever it is. Yeah, another one, Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool yeah. manager. Yes, one of the great guys of world sport. Yep, um, he's got them sort of at the top of the table now. Liverpool. He announced his retirement. Uh, he's resi- resigning at the end of this season. Mm. Uh, he signed a new deal at 2022, an extension. He didn't want a pay rise, but he wanted a $2 million pay rise for his staff. Come on, that's ridiculous. And he wanted them to be in the team photo so they're recognised. Oh, that's nice. What a champion. Yeah, but what would he be earning as coach, you oh, reckon? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Would a coach earn about 20 mil a year? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, absolutely. Probably more, depending on how good they are. Uh, Magic Johnson. Yes. When he was winning titles the, yes. at the Lakers, won three NBA championships. Converse, Adidas, and also Nike came to him and said, we want to want you to wear our, our, our shoes. So Converse were offering them most money because no one knew much about Nike. They were just new to the scene. So he went with Converse with a cash deal. And Phil Knight actually came to him from Nike and said, listen, I can't give you as much money, but I can offer you stocks. And he said, well, I don't know how big it's going to be. Today, those stocks are worth $5.8 billion. Come on, that's ridiculous. And he said no. He said no. He went with Converse for a cash deal. Converse were massive then. They were huge, yeah. Because if, if you watch that Nike movie, Air. I forget, Air. Ben Affleck. Brilliant, by the way. Yeah, outstanding. That's, are we loving Ben Affleck's work tonight yeah, or what? good actor. But that... that Goodwill Hunting. That, was, that company was last. Yeah, you had, you had Converse. Was it Adidas? The Germans? Yeah, yeah they came Converse in and made and a, Adidas, yeah. yeah, they came in and made a massive offer, mm. and he um, he went with uh, Nike, and of course the rest is history. Hey, I've uh, I've got something for you. Yeah, 40, 43 years ago today. Yeah, what's that? What do you reckon happened? Um, forty three years ago today in Australia. Yeah. Uh, forty three years. Three years before Medicare. It started. First ATM? No? No, they weren't around then. Come on, that's ridiculous. The underarm bowling incident. Oh, wow. Today. Hello, today. hello, hello to our Kiwi listeners. Get out to Ian Smith. How do you feel about that? Double eight, double three. Send us a text. Oh, we've done worse since then. Like, you've got to move on eventually, right? Mm. 40, so, uh, Briggsy. 1981. Briggsy from Salford, who's yep. listening to us on the app. Yep. in the UK, has just messaged in and said, Jurgen Klopp is on £50 million. No. Yeah. Now that's, Come on, that's ridiculous. Which yeah. is £600 million Australian. <laughs> Are you wow. what? That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Hey, Brian's been on the text. I'm a bit worried about this. Mm-hmm. A sausage roll on a roll with tomato sauce and mustard sauce. Oh, yeah, mustard's good. 
Right, I don't know if you barbecue put, and mustard together. No, no, not on a. That's fine on a sausage. No, nah, you can have but it on But not everything. on a sausage roll. Mm. No, you can have it on everything. Hey, boys, how much are the tickets to the NRL game in Las Vegas, Scotty and Cronulla? I, I don't know. No, I've heard that there's some tickets. There's some tickets you can buy for like like thirty, thirty five bucks. US. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. Um, how are the ticket sales going? So it's, it's about apparently at about twenty eight to thirty thousand. Now they have the ability to to curtain off the top tier, which it doesn't look empty. It just looks like part of the stadium. So if they had, if the NRL has, or Legion Stadium has around, say, 35 to 40,000, it'll actually look, it'll actually look completely full on TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'd be pretty exciting, actually. It'd be good. Uh, we've got Powerball. If I won Powerball tonight, I'd buy an NRL club. This is Matty. Oh, yeah. Any club would do, just so I can appoint Jeff Toovey as head coach and pay him every dollar he... And pay him a dollar every time he says. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I like it. Uh, too bad if there's 100 winners tonight, $2 million each. Woogie, at Spring Farm Crush. I think you read that one out. No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah. No, he reckons I'd be in the hole then. Mm. Hey, do you want to hear Daniel from Prairiewood turning the $200 million thing into a serious thing? Jance, if I was to win the $200 million Powerball jackpot, I would buy West Ash- West's Ashfield's ownership of the West Tigers NRL licence, dissolve the joint venture, send the insolvent Balmain to the Western Corridor Brisbane, <laughs> linking up with the East Tigers. Mate, can't you just buy yourself like a, a holiday? <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> stop being smart. 33 years ago, the movie Tango and Cash was at the theatres. Oh, really? Did you ever see Tango and Cash? Was that um, Sylvester Stallone and the dog? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Hey, boys, in regards to the 21 stand-down, it won't work. Oh, it's Beaches Eel. For some reason, your text message is cut out. Yeah, if you're going to sit out kids in community sport for 21 days, you know, participation numbers are down on a few sports. I don't know what that, if that's what he's trying to say, but I suppose what's more important is the health of the child. We know that. Now, Zoo versus Thurman, Steve Uma. says. Uma. Yeah, Zoo versus Thurman reminds me of Costa Zoo versus Julio Cesar Chavez. Now, Chavez is one of the greatest fighters of all time, Mexican fighter. Um, didn't lose a fight until I think it was 89 and 0, whatever it is. But anyway, Costa Zoo went over and fought him. I thought it was in Mexico, but it wasn't. It was in Arizona. And Costa Zoo, he was young, he was hungry, liked him. He tore the Mexican legend apart. He knocked him out in the fifth round. Like, uh, um, Julio Cesar Chavez just, he said, I've got to retire. Like, mm. he, he just, he. He batted him into retirement. This is what Tim could do to Keith Thurman. It'd be great to see. Oh, I think it's going. I think Tim's going to definitely do that. Hey, text here from George at Minto, guys. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine put a good bit of money on the Tigers again to run last and get the spoon. Do you think you'll collect? No. I, I think they'll think be bottom three, but I think I don't think they'll run last. I don't think they will either. I like what Benji's doing. I like you know bringing Greg Inglis in to work with Jareen Buller. Um, he's really good with his players. He's got a great relationship with his players. He's um, very intelligent. I'm a little bit peed off that every time I ask for an interview uh, through the West Tigers, they knock us back, which is disappointing. Considering the guys, their media guy worked with us, Chrissy Warren. Yeah. yeah so come on, Chris. Come on, rabbits. Um, get your pull your finger out. So we'll get him on. We'll get him. He's a good guy, Ben. He's a, he's a really intelligent guy. You know, I've said that a number of times. So. Hey, before we go to a break, mm-hmm. Mick said, uh, boys, have you heard of a smoko over here in WA? We have them, and it's a cheese sausage in pastry. 
It's the ducks nuts, Jay. She'd be in oh. love. Hang on, wait. So what? Sorry, it's a cheese sausage in pastry. So like a normal sausage, so like a Kransky. Yeah, like a Kransky. Stuffed with cheese. Oh, how good! And then that's in pastry. Mm. Now bung that in a bread roll. Yep. Mick, Mick, get get them onto the bogan bogan cigar in WA with cheese. We'll be rich. Mm. We'll be rich. I'm telling you. Break time. Sports day. If you get any more, that's ridiculous. Uh, last chance to get him in before we go home. Actually. 0457 736 736 or 8833 in NZ. Yeah, uh, Tommy from Sydney said, that's ridiculous. The story today of a three-year-old boy who crawled up through the prize dispenser of a claw machine in Brisbane and was sitting there amongst the soft toys. The police had to smash the glass to get him out. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's Surely his parents would have had to... Pe- and break an Anna. Yeah, just keep yeah. putting... Coins in there till you get the kid out. Everyone mm. knows that. That's stealing. Break time. Back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. We're nearly done for a Thursday night. Can't believe it. The week's just Mm. flown by, hasn't it? Uh, 0457 736 736 is our uh, text number, double eight, double three. Still plenty of time to get your texts in. Sats, there's still a ton. There is around a number of subjects. Powerball, if I won the $200 million, I'd pay off my power bills. It probably wouldn't have enough. And how was that pumping surfer pipeline today? Yeah, I watched it. This is from Simon from Balgani on Fox Sports, cheering on our Aussie men and women and watching uh, WA versus New South Wales from the Wacker. Yeah, uh, the surfing at pipeline, unbelievable. Like, most just frightening, the break. Our man Jackie Robinson, he, the, he used to be the face of Australian, uh, the grommets, when he was like sort of 11, 12-year-old. He'll surf for Australia in the Olympics as well. Yeah, no, I, kid, got, I forgot about the surfing. Yeah, he'll be a world yeah. champion soon. Hey, Sats, Robinson. here's a really good point from Des. Yeah. And you know, we're talking about the 21-day stand-down rule for concussion that you'd like to see it implemented everywhere. Yeah. Why wouldn't an opposing coach just take out the other team's best player? 21 days, no Nathan Cleary. Mm-hmm. For example, I mean, there's no benefit to that club, right? Well, no, well, you, you could lose your own player as well. And you might say, oh, it's just a player probably that is not one of the, the marquee players that you'd send them out there. But there's there's no guarantee you're going to knock the player out either. Mm. You know, it's... Um, That's a big chin. Yeah, I, I just don't think in today's modern game, I don't think I don't think it would happen. If we were talking about this in the 70s, the 60s, or even the 80s, absolutely. But... I don't think today, I don't think anyone today would do it. I don't think they'd put their own career in jeopardy to do it. Grant from Aspley was on the phone. Glenn, sober. Mm-hmm. If that is him sober, I'd, I'd love to hear him full. He sounded as full as a state school hat rack. No, he was. He was in good condition tonight. That's just, that's his... Uh... Now, Joe says, in regards to the concussion, boys... Where did that go? Oh, there we go. In regards to the concussion, boys... Um, did you get rid of that then? No. Oh. Oh, here we go. In regards to concussion, I think all kids under until they are under 18 should be ma- mandated to wear headgear. Yeah. Uh, after 18, it's their choice to wear it or not. Yeah, this, as I said, that's from Joe. 
I, now I don't know the studies behind behind headgear about whether it actually does offer far more support and comfort and that shock taking a lot of the shock. I don't know the studies behind it. A lot of people wear it purely for psychological reasons to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Steve Menzies wore it because, well, the company didn't pay him any money to wear that same headgear wore his whole career. He just he wore it just because it was part of his makeup. Mm. And he just felt comfortable with it on, so he never took it off. Are the studies conclusive that it does help protect the head? Don't know. I don't know. So it, To me, it doesn't look like it would. Well, you would think with some sort of padding, it would, it would minimalise some sort Minimizes, of impact. Yeah. But I, I don't know whether it would, you know, it wouldn't take the entire impact as well. But... Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure that a lot of those a lot of those discussions have, have been had over the years around kids wearing headgear. I remember Johnny Cartwright told me once that Ronnie Willie was it Ronnie? No, Sheen, Tommy Sheen, Timmy Sheen's when he's coach at Penrith, he wanted every player to wear headgear just Why? to be different. He's always different, Timmy. He's always trying to implement things that are very different. Um, the concussion policy should be implemented as soon as possible, especially before the junior football season starts. And another subject, if Sats thinks the NRL needs um, Waria Hargraves to play in Vegas, he needs an uppercut. That's from 674. <laughs> I agree. I, I want him there. Yeah, there's a, mate, it's, but that's based on a man crush. <laughs> Gus was never a fighter, Sats. There's been suggestions that Gus and I should fight. I don't know why. Get but, George Rose, uh, get him involved. Ask Paul Langmack about the time he was in an all in between South and the Dogs. Apparently, Gus grabbed him and said, let's just pretend to fight till this cools down. No, nah, that wouldn't have happened, would it? <laughs> I don't know. Gus would have loved to stink. I thought he would have as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's I'll give that him big, that credit. He's got that big horseshoe ring on his finger too. <laughs> yeah, so, right. uh, At 58 years of age, Alan Border is captain and number five batsman. If I had to pick my best Australian team I've ever seen play, he beat Steve Waugh for that position because of how he led the team when we were in a major rebuild, uh, plus against the mighty West Indies. And having a 50-plus average, that's Honest John, the used vehicle salesman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Sats, who has more RDOs a week, the Rat or Fletch? Uh, I'm going to say f- I'm gonna say Rat. Because Fletch, at least, he's a minimum three days. And Rat's two. Rat's two. Although he did do six days in a row. Well, he did four days one week and two this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he's exhausted. Mm. Plus, he's filling in for you when you go on holidays. Yep. On the twelfth of February. Yep. Wasn't that wasn't that a fight to get that day off? I thought I'd sneakily put through some leave for the twelfth of Feb so I could have the boys around for some bogan cigars. Oh, that's, a few uh, bit. that's Super, Super Bowl. Bowl day. Yeah. And I go, ah, oh, sats it away. Mm. Thanks for ruining it. That's all right. Remember, Badge used to do it to us. Oh, but he never ever watched the Super Bowl. No, but remember Melbourne Cup. He get every <laughs> Melbourne Cup. We're a sports show, one of the biggest days on their sporting calendar, and Badger take Melbourne Cup off. Yeah, because he used to run the sweep. the sweep. He had to take the day off <laughs> to run the sweep at Kingscliff Bowls Club. Mm. You know, you could do that and work. I know. I know. I know. Um, one more. Here we go. Woogie and Worm, if I won 200000000 million, I would buy an AI machine for sports day. Change the sports day contact number, but don't tell Glenn the new number. That way, when he rings up, he'll think he's on air. Problem solved. What, what's the AI machine got to do with that, though? Artificial. I don't know. Maybe like it'd be like our voice talking to him and him talking back to us, thinking he's on air, but we're actually doing the show. He wouldn't know. 
He wouldn't. Nah, he wouldn't, no. Break tight. When we come back, we're going to wrap this baby up. Is there a last laugh tonight? Because well, Cam last night was disgusting. Cam was terrible. I mean, I, I can I can give you one. Please. Okay. All right, we'll do that next. Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. We're about to go home. About to get out of here. I don't know what to have for dinner tonight, but anyway, that's my issue. Giddy bowl. I had lasagna. My Did wife you? makes a great lasagna. Does she? Breadcrumbs on top. Okay. And cooks, the, like, burns the breadcrumbs on top. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in-laws are in town too, so Yeah, it. got today from Omaru in the South Island. Nice. Kia ora. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, the sweaty accountant just texted and said, if I won Powerball, I would buy ukuleles for every <laughs> primary school kid in, in Australia. Hey, mm. uh, a, a, a contender here, a last contender for uh, That's Ridiculous from yep. 133. Michael Clark has bought another unit in Noosa. Mm. Come on, that's ridiculous. I'm going to Noosa in, at Easter. He also said it's ridiculous that he changed allegiance from Sharks to the Dragons when Steve Rogers left the Sharks to go to the Dragons. You can go back if you like. It's all right. Mm. Mm. Uh, any more texts? Uh, Daniel from Prowood on the app just sort of says he concurs with the sentiments last night about, about Wayne Bennett coaching the Kiwis. They're on top of the pops at the moment. They don't need him. Bennett... Wants a coaching gig, maybe should go to Tonga because Christian Wolf is uncommitted because he's coaching the Dolphins in 2020, 2025. Now, that's a good call. That's a great call, Daniel. Well done, Daniel. So You're smart. back. That's always in the Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he is. Rightio, let's uh, let's get into this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours. So a guy sense. walks into a bar in through the front doors of the bar and he's had a fair bit to drink and the barman says, mate, I'm not serving you. And just tosses him out the front door. So he comes in the side door of the bar, stumbles in, he goes, mate, can I have a beer? He goes, mate, listen, I've told you, you've had too much to drink. Grabs him and throws him out the side door. Same guy again comes in the back door of the, of the pub. Mm. Walks up the bar and goes, mate, give me a scotch and, scotch and coat. He goes, mate, I'm not serving you. I'm not serving you. I've told you. He goes, how many pubs do you work at? <laughs> That's a good one! <laughs> you're oh. back. Cam, you're fired. Sats, you are back. 133 says if he won Powerball, he'd get Nathan Cleary a chin replacement. <laughs> nah, that's, his, that's his allure. Have a, a great long weekend. Well, yep. not, not that it is. Um, Sats and the Rats. See ya. Back Monday. See ya. Good day.